Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Western North Carolina fishing report with Dale Collins of Tuckasegee Fly Shop. How's it going, Dale? Pretty good, Marvin. Pretty good. Just hunkered in the house, uh, sitting by the fire. Man. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have uh, got what we now call seasonable uh, winter weather in your neck of the woods. That's right, man. Winter, winter has finally showed up. Um, I think I think the, the 65 degree days we're not going to see for a while here, at least for the next couple weeks, and we're uh, we're seeing you know daily shots of snow, uh, 4,000 feet and up. So certainly those higher elevation brook trout streams are going to be uh, pretty much uh, out of question. Uh, so it's really time to focus on the tail races and um, you know those lower elevation valley creeks, but. But mainly, I think it's going to be a, a Tuckasegee game and uh, a low elevation game. Got it. And, you know, given your weather patterns, I mean, how close do folks need to fish to the dams to make sure that they're going to have a good shot at catching some fish? Yeah, you don't have to be necessarily too close. Um, you know, for the month of January, the uh, Nantahala uh, Duke Energy, it does not run uh, water out of the pipe and actually spill it out through the top of the dam. So um, that's kind of irrelevant there for the Nantahala. The Tuckasegee, um, we're about 20 miles, I believe, from the closest dam. There's two dams on the Tuck. So um, by the time that water gets here, let's say you've got a, you know, a, a 30 degree day, that water's going to come through still in the 40s. So um, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily um, a morning game either. You know, you might as well wait and. Uh, just make sure you're out there during the prime, you know, 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock warmest parts of the day. Got it. And any uh, tips for folks on tactics? You know, I would definitely, I would just go ahead and, and for the most part, start with double nymph rings uh, under under an indicator if you're like out on a big river like the Tuck. Um, and, you know, tip-it-wise, start with 5X and depending on the clarity of the water, you may have to go down to 6 or 7 because uh, a lot of the times the colder the water is, the clearer it can be. Um, and, you know, you can have, you know, a larger anchor fly, keep it natural, like a prince nymph or hare's ear, big pheasant tail, but to certainly be able to throw that smaller, uh, really technical stuff if you need to. And, and that also might mean changing your indicator. Um, for example, I don't like fishing um, midges like, you know, 18s and 20s underneath uh, a trapped air indicator like an airlock or a thingamabobber i'll switch over to a foam or a fur new zealand style indicator if i'm throwing something that light so keep that in mind too because if it's going to be that technical then those fish aren't going to want to see the splash from a big bobber yeah it also creates a lot of resi- a lot of resistance you'll actually miss the take a lot of times if you use a big uh, thingamabobber or something like that that's right that's right and also keep in mind too um, with some of these higher water levels that we've got with some of the rains, uh, the, the broader the profile of a fly, so for example, the uh, girdle bug, the girdle bug may actually, uh, even if it's got weight on it, sink slower through the water than, let's say, a number 14 or 16 Frenchie. So the lower the profile of the fly uh, and smaller the tippet, you'll have a, a quicker sink rate. So Keep that in mind, too, as you're fishing some of these uh, deeper pockets and pools and these eddies um, and, and, and see if you can get down faster. 
Yeah, that's a really good tip. And it, we've also got a question from John and he was really wants to talk about, you know, when is it really too cold to go fishing and was really kind of asking about water temperature because I know in your neck of the woods with the tail race, you've got kind of an interesting dynamic about how air temperature relates to the water. But in general, you know, when when did the fish really turn off when it gets cold enough and their metabolism really just shuts down? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, John. We we've seen that vary from creek to creek, um, but you know, for the most part, um, you know, I think it kind of depends on how how close you live to the water as well. I'm living in Western North Carolina. I've got a rule that if the rhododendrons are curled, I've got better days I can fish besides today. So, um, and that if if the rhododendrons are curled, usually that means the temperatures aren't above freezing. So, uh, for air temperature. Uh, water temps, uh, you know, you, you really see trout metabolism hit the brakes uh, around that 40 degree mark. Um, so they're they're not going to move very far to eat. Uh, you, you know, the saying you got to hit them in the nose comes into play. Then uh, they'll keep they'll eat still, but it's just not they're not going to move and work for it um, like, like it would if it was in the 50s. So we saw Catalucci Creek last week on a cold snap. We were down in the the low teens, we saw Catalucci Creek hit, um, or it might have been Ravenspark. You can't remember which gauge it was. It hit 32 degrees. So at that point, you know, that 32 degrees for a water temp, yeah, don't don't waste your time really on that for around here. Out west, that's a totally different ballgame because it might be 32 degrees all the time and those fish get used to it. But for us, it's it's the swing that, that really shuts them down, and those fish just are not used to that cold. So... Um, you know, if you're on the tail race, uh, you know, certainly most of the time, like on the tuck, if it's in the forties, um, uh, you should be okay. Uh, but don't, don't expect 50 count days. Don't expect 50 fish days on a delayed harvest, even in January. Um, if you do, then men stars have just lined up for you and it's, it's perfect. Um, and, and congratulations, but you know, just, just be, be happy with what you, what you find out there. So there's a saying that the big ones have to keep eating. So. And you're kind of out there looking for the bigger fish. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. And, you know, folks, keep the questions coming. If you'll send them to us on the Articulate Fly Facebook page, if we read your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and you'll get entered into a drawing. And we're actually going to draw uh, for all the folks that ask questions this this season uh, of Dale and the Tuckasegee Fly Shop folks. Dale, why don't you let folks know what we're going to draw for next week? Yeah, man, we're going to we're gonna have a gift card. Um think we're going to do somewhere around uh, 25 to 50 something like that uh for in the shop and uh, you can call us and use it or you can come by either the shops in bryson city or silva yeah so folks turn in for the tune in for the next um fishing report with dale and you'll find out who the lucky winner is uh before i let you hop why don't you uh let us know where where the shops are located where we can find them on the internet and what your winter hours are absolutely um so we are uh, 3 Depot Street in downtown Bryson City, right on the corner of Everett and Depot Street. Big brown trout statue out front. And then uh, downtown Silva, right on Main Street, uh, down from the, the beautiful courthouse that overlooks town. And uh, certainly on the internet, tuckflyshop.com, and social media, tuckflyshop. Um, let's see, what else was that question? Where you can find us? Yeah, I think we hit it all. Um, Sweet. Cool. Yep. Perfect. Well, listen, tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Dale. You too, Marvin.